This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today. We no doubt have those that are watching today for the very first time. And we have those that are watching uh, who watch every time we come on the air. We appreciate all of you watching today. We hope that you'll stay tuned. And may I encourage you to tell other people about getting to know your Bible. Now today we're going to be discussing this Bible subject, Men Displeased with God. Stay tuned for that subject. Now today we continue to offer the free Bible correspondence course and there are thousands of people all over the world that are studying this course and we, we want you to have it as well and there's no cost to this course. This is absolutely free and we do not charge for anything that's offered on getting to know your Bible. Though we don't charge for the course, if you request a CD of one of the lessons, there's no cost for that as well. So we want you to have it in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the course. Let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll free 1877711524 I'm going to be reading from the second psalm beginning in verse 1 and we'll read the first four verses why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision." In every age and in every generation, there have been those that were displeased with God's plan. We're living in a world that seems to be hard to please. We see murmuring, complaining, and discontent on every hand. And the text that I have just read deals with the rulers who set themselves against God and against His anointed one, that is Christ. And unfortunately, time has not changed people. Some do the same thing today. Men displeased with God. But to reject God's servant is to reject God, according to John 13, 20. 
to reject the preached word is in reality to reject God and to reject Jesus Christ. To talk against the truth when it is preached is to talk against God. We can learn to be pleased with God's plan by studying some of the mistakes made by many in the past. For example, Naaman was displeased with God's plan because he thought it was unreasonable. He made up his mind as to how Elisha the prophet was going to perform. You see, Naaman was a Syrian, and he was a leader in an army, in the Syrian army. But the Bible says, but he was a leper. And he was told that in order to be healed of his leprosy, he needed to dip seven times in the river Jordan. But he said, I thought, I thought this is what ought to be done. But you see, he had his mind made up as to how he ought to be healed of his leprosy. But Naaman learned something that all of us need to learn, and that God's ways are not our ways. That's what we read in Isaiah, the 55th chapter, verses 8 and 9. My ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways and your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, God's ways are always superior, superior to man's ways. And so what we have God telling us to do sometimes might not seem reasonable, but it is still God's way, just like Elijah. Elijah telling Naaman to dip seven times in the River Jordan. And Naaman said, well, I thought, you know, that he just... Heal me of my leprosy another way. But you see, God had his way. You know, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 28, that there are not many wise men called. We need to be wise, and wise people are people that do the will of God. You know, Jesus said, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, him will I liken unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. What we need is the simple faith of Abraham. And never doubt, the, doubt God, just do what he tells us to do, just do his good will. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory unto God. For he was persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So sometimes what God tells us to do might not seem reasonable to man. But we're to obey God. For example, baptism is thought to be unreasonable by some. Occasionally I'll get letters from people who, who say, Brother Lambert, I, I, I enjoy your lessons, but, but I don't agree with you what you're saying about baptism. Well, all I want to tell you is what Jesus said. For example, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. What's unreasonable about that? And I want to tell you what Peter told the people on Pentecost who asked what to do to be saved. 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. There's nothing unreasonable about that. And I just want you to tell you what Saul of Tarsus was told that he needed to do to have his sins washed away in Acts 22, 16. And now, why tarriest thou? Which means, what are you waiting on? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Yes, sometimes people are displeased with God's plan because they think it's unreasonable. But then Paul was displeased with God's plan because of tradition. Paul did not grow up in a Christian home. Far, far from it. As a matter of fact, when we turn over to the book of Galatians, in chapter 1 of Galatians, verses 13 and 14, Paul explains to us something about his background. He said, For you have heard of my conversation, that is, my conduct in time past, in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Paul, in times past, prior to his conversion, was displeased with God's plan because of tradition. And there were Jews in Jesus' day that were displeased for the very same reason. For, for example, here in Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, Then came Jesus to Jesus, scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do the disciples, thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Listen to him. For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. And, and he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? You see, some of the Jews were displeased because of God, because uh, with, because of their traditions. Look in verse 8 and verse 9. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Doing what? But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You know, some people will take tradition before they take the word of God, and that's what these people were doing. They had their traditions, human traditions, and they elevated them over the Word of God. And there are people today that are displeased with God's plan because they elevate tradition over the Word of God. But there is a price that we must pay. And the price is that sometimes we have to give up those kinds of things. We have to give up those traditions to serve God. Some of the Jews were displeased with God because they misinterpreted the law. Some thought that the Lord was going to set up an earthly kingdom and that the Messiah was going to reign on earth. As a matter of fact, they asked the question, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? You see, they thought that the one that would come would come with pomp and would come with power. That the Messiah was going to come with all of the kingly 
trappings that would come. But when Jesus came, he was of lowly birth. When Jesus came, he preached peace instead of war. When Jesus came, he preached goodwill instead of hate. When Jesus came, he preached humility instead of exaltation. When Jesus came, he preached love your enemies instead of hate your enemies. And when Jesus came, he preached a heavenly kingdom, not an earthly one. In John 18, 36, he says, My kingdom is not of this world. And when Jesus mentioned nothing of an earthly kingdom, they did not receive him. They were displeased with God's plan because of misinterpretation. Some were displeased with God's plan because of the lack of knowledge because of ignorance on their part. Acts 3.17 He knew that for ignorance they had delivered him up. Some are displeased with God's plan because they've just not studied the Bible to see what is said. In Matthew 22.29 Jesus said, You do err not knowing the Scriptures, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. Now, how are you going to know if you're taught truth? Well, the only way to settle a matter is to investigate the facts. Investigate the facts. The only way that you can know a matter that that relates to your salvation is to investigate the facts. That's the reason that Paul in 2 Timothy 2.15 said, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the only way that we can show ourselves approved to God is by study. Acts 17 and 11, these were more noble than those of Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched their scriptures daily whether those things were so. See, don't accept what you hear unless you can find it in the Bible. Can you find it in the Bible? We need to be trying the spirits today according to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. And there is a reason that we try the spirits because there are many false prophets or teachers that are gone out into the world. And so some people are displeased with God's plan because they're just not... They're not knowledgeable of what the Bible teaches. And I would urge you to investigate with the Bible what is said on this telecast. Don't accept it just because I say it. Accept it only if you can find it in the Bible. And then some are displeased with God's plan because they want to give free sway to lust. In Romans, the first chapter, Paul in verse 18 said, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodliness of men 
who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And so Paul is talking from verse 19 to the end of that chapter about the sins of the Gentile world. They had turned away from the truth. When they turned away from, from the truth, they turned away from God. When they turned away from God, they turned away from everything that was good and right and righteous and, and wholesome and, and holy. And they turned to self. And when they turned to self, they went the way of sexual immorality. They went the way of ruin. And so they were displeased with God's plan because they wanted to give free sway to lust. You wonder why some today oppose what the Bible teaches. It is because they're, and why they're displeased with the plan of God why they don't like what God says about certain sins that they may be committing. It is because they want to give free sway to their lust. But you cannot be a Christian without marching to the tune of a different drummer than the world. Don't be conformed to the world, Paul said. Philip's translation says, do not allow the world to squeeze you into its mold. Sometimes we hear people talking about culture and they say, well, it's culturally accepted today and since it is culturally accepted today, we must accept it today. Is that so? And I ask you, who said that? Who is it that has told us that we are to try to conform to culture? Nobody says that in the Bible. Nothing in the Bible ever suggests that. But the Bible tells us to not be conformed to culture. Don't be conformed to the world. But we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That which will transform our lives is the will of God. And so uh, often when one preaches against sinful and ungodly deeds, some raise up and object and they say, well, you're just being unkind and you're being bigoted and you're being hateful. Well, I want you to think about the text that I just read in Psalms chapter 2. It is so up to date. Where he talks about the heathen raging and the people imagining and a vain thing and they, they set themselves against the, the rulers, against the Lord and, and against His anointed saying, let's break their bands asunder and let's cast their cords away from us. Well, I'll tell you what, the righteous man doesn't oppose God's will. He doesn't oppose it. But, but the unrighteous man will and he just displeased with God's plan. Some are displeased with God's plan because they have preconceived ideas about what they're going to believe. They've already made up their minds as what they believe. And they can't be changed. It reminds me of the judge who was known as a hanging judge and he pounded the gavel. He said, order in the court, order in the court. I've got to have order in the court because I've condemned the last five men to be hanged without hearing a shred of evidence. Well, we don't need to have our minds already made up. You see, that's prejudice. Prejudice is an enemy of truth. 
There's a lot of prejudice in our world. There's social prejudice and there's racial prejudice and political prejudice and there's prejudice in the religious world. And Jesus preached to some people who were like that. As a matter of fact, in Matthew the 13th chapter and verse 15, he said this people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. You see, you will never be able to see the truth if you've got blinders on. You will never be able to hear the truth if you've got your fingers stuck in your spiritual ears. You will never be able to comprehend the truth and to understand the truth if you've got your heart and your mind closed to the truth. Someone has said that a man's mind is like a parachute, that it does not function properly unless it is open. And we need to have an open mind. But some are displeased with God's plan because they have their mind closed like a bear trap. They've already made up their minds what they're going to believe. They're not willing to investigate. They're not willing to search the Scriptures to see what does the Bible say on this. And sometimes we can't see what the Bible says because we already have our minds made up as to what we're going to believe. I've had people say, Brother Lambert, I just can't see how being baptized could have anything to do with you being saved. I just don't see it the way you preach it. Well, let me ask you, have you ever wondered why you don't see it? If I just preach a passage to you and I just tell you that this is what this verse says, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. Now in that passage, there's one condition of damnation, and that's unbelief. There are two conditions of salvation, and that's faith and baptism. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If that said, he that believeth and is baptized shall receive $1,000. In order to receive the $1,000, one would have to believe, one would have to be baptized. We would understand that. But Jesus simply said, and I'm telling you what the Scripture says in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Somebody says, I just don't see it that way. See it what way? Because I just read the verse to you. You say, well, I just can't see that. Well, have you ever wondered why you can't see it? The fact is we see what we want to see. We hear what we want to hear. And we understand what we want to understand. And to see and to hear and to understand, we have to have our minds open. We have to have an open mind. And as I have suggested earlier, we need to investigate to see what does the Bible teach on this matter. It's not what I've been taught that matters. It's not what I think that matters. No, no is what does the Bible say on this matter? And so men are displeased with God's plan because they already have their minds made up. 
And some people say, I'll never change. I will never change. Well, that's just like some of the people were in Jesus' day. They had their eyes closed. They had their ears stopped up. And their hearts were hardened to the truth. And there's not a more dangerous thing that a person could do than to be hardened to the truth of God. It is the case that men through the centuries have been displeased with God's plan. That's always been the case. And if the world should stand another thousand years, there'll still be people displeased with what God says. But may we, in humble submission, yield to God and His will. I know this. I know that it's best for our souls. It is best for my soul now. And it is best for my soul in eternity to be willing to submit to God. But let me tell you the end result when people are displeased with God. The Lord will have them in derision. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. God will have the last say. Let us never be displeased with God's plan. Right now I'm speaking to some of the best people in all the world. But you, you, you're, you're people that love God and you love His Word. And I just want us to never be displeased with what God said. Let's, just, let's be content to just serve Him, to do His will. In the book of Revelation, the last chapter of the Revelation, John wrote in verse 14, Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city. I want to thank you for watching today and I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community and you'll find people who are not displeased with God and His plan but, but they're trying to the best of their ability to serve God and, and do it God's way. And also right now, without hesitation, pick up the telephone, call the number on the screen, and you order today the free Bible correspondence course. Join in with thousands of others who are showing how much they appreciate God in God's way. I want to thank you for watching today, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible Correspondence Course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. This is a free call.
Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.